0: You're listening to the Rotten Gems podcast, the show where three dudes talk about
1: movies we love
2: that critics maybe thought should be made better through a secret government experiment. We're talking real spooky stuff, anal stuff.
1: Let's
0: get rut. Right.
2: it's on purpose or like you went to work one day and everything seemed fine but then you were framed for murdering 25 people pronounced dead started living in bolivia somehow later found a way to sneak into the u.s and are currently living under a new identity which would involve you doing things that you absolutely would not normally do like say listen to three random dudes from arizona rant about movies and critics well we thank you and who exactly is we well, let me introduce you to my co-host.
0: I'm Roke. And I'm Marcus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we are referring to you as Roke throughout the rest of this entire episode. <laughs> it's
0: because it's my name. And it's Perfect. super badass.
2: <laughs> Why do you call yourself Voltron?
0: I don't know. Maybe because it's super badass?
2: That is a reference to Episode 2, Hot Rod. Listen to it, please. Thank you. Uh, Alright, anyway, uh, yeah, So, and I'm Brett, um, we are your Rotten Gems crew. Guys, let's go Petunias, am I right? That's right, today we're talking about The Losers, starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Zoe Saldana, and Chris Evans, and a bunch more names, actually, to be honest. Um, for those of you at home, if you haven't seen The Losers, and you want to keep listening to the episode, just because, you know, we're, we're great, we're hilarious, you love us... You know you feel contractually obligated, whatever um you can keep listening, but just know that you know this movie came out in two thousand ten. so here's your spoiler warning for a ten year old movie. We're going to be talking about details of the movie that may not be common knowledge if you haven't seen it. so just keep that in mind uh, now, with that being said, Keenan Marcus, you guys have seen this movie, right?
0: yeah, um, there's actually a pretty funny story behind this one, but uh, I, I like i remember seeing this for the first time and uh it is something me and marcus saw together and we i know we were both nervous because we were on a date and <laughs> it, was, <coughs> it it was weird because like our girlfriends came back
1: and we had to stop holding hands so uh I, how, yeah brett i i appreciate you bringing up some painful memories
2: have i mentioned that i hate you guys
1: <laughs> not this episode yet
2: Okay, well, there it is. The obligatory. Uh, just just letting you know for sure. I should have known. I, every week I think you guys aren't going to do this, but then you do. So,
1: Tell the truth?
2: Anyway, did you actually see <laughs> the movie? <laughs> like, I never know if you actually saw it in the theater or not. <laughs> or, or if you're just doing a bit.
0: I'll be honest. I don't remember most things I've done. <laughs> I know, I saw this yesterday, so... I think that's good enough.
2: Yeah, we've (laughs) seen it. We've all seen it. So, uh, for those following at home, uh, here's a quick synopsis of The Losers. Um, On a mission deep in the Bolivian jungle, a team of elite commandos finds itself on the receiving end of a lethal betrayal. Now presumed dead, the men join forces with a mysterious operative named Aisha to hunt down their enemy and even the score. Uh, once again, I, I feel like that's pretty all-encompassing. Obviously, the movie takes lots of twists and turns, but for an overarching plot, that is everything that really happens. You guys want to add anything to that?
0: No, it's not that deep. It's a pretty <laughs> shallow movie.
2: It's <laughs> very true. Uh, it is based off a comic, though, like a graphic novel. Um, so, uh, I actually watched the behind-the-scenes, and one thing Chris Evans said during the uh, like his his parts where he was filmed is like he's like it's so easy to do a a graphic novel movie because you could just steal all the jokes like they (laughs) like they don't have to write a movie like from scratch so um i i personally haven't read the comic i'm assuming you guys haven't either have you no
0: no
1: No. Uh, i i knew it was a comic but yeah i never i never read any of it
2: and and this isn't even all of them so like i i wonder if they had plans to make more of these um but I don't think they will be making more of these because...
1: <laughs> it's been 10 years.
2: <laughs> one, it's been 10 years, and it didn't do too well, guys. Um, Rating-wise, this movie scored a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, had an audience score of 54%. And a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. That's 6.3 legless pooches. 6.3 definitely break-his-fingers nods or 6.3 stupid questions on stupid question day out of 10.
1: Oh, hold on, there's somebody oh, driving by my house. I, I, I thought it was your stomach. stomach. Yeah, it was like, jeez, <laughs> like,
0: dude, eat some food. Hey, <laughs> guys, I gotta go take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the bathroom.
2: <laughs> so we you know what critics rated this movie, but let's talk about the real important people here, us. Um so when you guys first watched this, obviously we all liked it. Um so what was your rating initially of the movie and has that changed upon the rewatch here?
1: Um I would say so this was one of those movies that I I remember liking when I watched it in theaters with Keenan on a date. Uh <laughs> just, but <laughs> really
2: committing to that joke, huh? <laughs> all right, cool.
1: Yeah, joke, sure um but i it's also one of those movies that i never really like re-watched so i probably would have given it like a solid like 75 percent when i first watched it now i it's still it's still a funny movie it still has some pretty uh pretty good fighting scenes i guess uh i think the sixth point three or 63 percent from imdb i think that's probably pretty accurate for where i would go with this
2: okay all right i see you i see you uh, one thing i also want to point out is that you you gave it a 75 percent. we are not consistent with our scale here <laughs> we did it out of 10 now you're doing it percentage wise
0: same <laughs> things.
2: we gotta decide guys keenan <laughs> what do you think
0: uh, I, I I was probably pretty close uh, on first watch uh, with Marcus there. I probably when I first saw it rated it a little bit lower, just because uh, the scenario. I was I was already in a bad mood. I didn't get a second <laughs> call, um, so no second date. But I definitely enjoyed the movie. Uh, but yeah, on the side uh, another rewatch of it. I feel like it did lose some for me just because you know the twist. You know what's coming. Uh, but the action still holds up and comedy is just great in this. Chris Evans killed it.
2: Uh, I com- I completely agree. Um, now, this movie came out in 2010. And 2010 was one of, if not my favorite years for movies. Like, so many of what I consider to be some of my favorite movies come f- come from 2010. So The Losers, I watched it in theaters three times at least. I bought it like right away when it came out. I lost the copy somehow, but then it's okay because a few years later in Walmart, I found a triple pack, which includes The Losers, uh, Shoot'em Up, and Rock and Rolla, which we've already <laughs> talked about sort of. And I was like, this is great. This is, this is three times as good. Exactly, you know. Um, but anyway, so 2010, it had The Losers. Love that movie. Uh, another big one we love, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Sadly, we can't talk about that one here because it scored too great. Um, and my what was my favorite movie for like five years was Kick-Ass. I absolutely love Kick-Ass. That came out in 2010. Um, and then also uh, Repo Men, which also scored terribly. So maybe we'll talk about that someday. And Super. So... Oh, and I, I believe that was Inception, too. I can't remember.
0: Well, you're forgetting one movie from that year. What? Which one? Uh, Night and Day, starring uh, Tom Cruise <laughs> and Cameron Diaz. That was a huge movie.
2: Hey, Google, how do I kick someone from a podcast? <laughs> uh, oh, wow, my, my Google Home is actually answering. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? <laughs> She's like, sorry, I don't know how to do that.
1: <laughs> and now so are everybody else listening with their Google. You're welcome.
2: If you guys want to put your phone up to your Google home, I'm gonna I'm gonna do you a favor right here. Hey Google. Who's the handsomest man in Hollywood?
1: Tom Cruise.
0: Hey Google. <laughs> oh By the losers on Amazon Prime. <laughs> You're oh, welcome.
2: <laughs> okay. My Google Home just answered. She said Brad Pitt <laughs>
0: she ain't wrong okay
2: brad pitt pretty handsome i don't know if this is a current if this is a current answer though like what year are we talking here like current day brad pitt
0: i'm not gonna disagree name somebody sexier than that guy
2: ryan gosling
1: timothy oliphant
2: jeffrey dean morgan
1: (laughs) chris evans keenan what oh guys (laughs)
2: Like, do you want us to keep going?
0: (laughs) Just the entire cast of this movie. I actually wrote that down at the beginning of the movie. I was just like, God damn, these men are all handsome. And as it goes on, they just get more attractive. Like, it, it starts with Chris Evans, and then it goes to the other three. And I was just like, it just keeps increasing. And then Jeffrey... Uh, dean morgan hits the screen i'm just like oh all right
2: (laughs) (laughs) right like like i feel like if this was made today it would have been much more expensive because i feel like they caught all of these people before they like made it big you know
1: well except for cooch and cougar which i don't think are really in anything anymore that's true did chris
0: Evans do captain america by this point or was this before
2: uh, I'm pretty sure Captain America came out the following year. Yeah, I think I
0: looked that up earlier because it, it yeah. seemed like at the beginning they were kind of doing a shot at it, like <laughs> that's the movie opens.
1: Yeah, that's what I that's what I was gonna say too. It's like it opens with Chris Evans. Now,
2: now let's hold on. Po- like I know you said Pooch, but you're forgetting that Pooch was in Stomp the Yard. So oh,
1: my, there's that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's that. <laughs> But yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, obviously, like he's been in a million things. Like I think, I think uh, for any of our women listeners and my mom, if she listens, um, please listen, mom. She definitely knows him from uh, Grey's Anatomy uh, or the, wa- the Walking Dead, uh, Mr. Negan. Zo- which uh, Zoe Saldana, Chris Evans, Idris Elba. Uh, that's that's three people that have all then went on to star in Marvel movies which uh, is funny because I read that the initial um, casting of this movie for the main role of Clay, it went to Jeffrey Dean Morgan but before that it was actually supposed to be Jeremy Renner and he had to drop out because of scheduling conflicts.
0: He was setting up his app, the Jeremy Renner app. <laughs>
2: Uh, what? (laughs) Please, please explain. You you don't don't know about this? this? (laughs) I've never heard about this. Please tell me.
0: I think it got shut down just recently, but like it it was an app just (laughs) for his fans, and you had to like pay to be on it. And it was basically Instagram (laughs) mixed with (laughs) OnlyFans.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: Redder fans. (laughs) Okay, but like, not trying to be rude or anything, but like. Is Jeremy Renner a big enough star to do something like this? (laughs) Like, has he starred in anything himself? He
0: was the least interesting Avenger.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't get me wrong. Hawkeye was very useful. And I did like the SNL skit where Jeremy Renner went on. All in all, but like, the only thing I can really recall him starring in afterwards was one of the Bourne movies. And it was like the fourth or fifth Bourne movie.
0: I don't think I watched that one because... I didn't either. I think it was like after the prime of the Bourne movies. And it was like, clearly they were just trying to get everything they could out of that IP.
2: To capitalize off the franchise. Right. That's so funny. Like, how have I never heard of this Renter app? I'm sad that it's gone now. Cause I would download it for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't pay to be on it, but I would at least see what it's about.
0: I think you have to pay to be on it. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Marcus, but that was part of the
1: like a requirement. You had to buy like the gold stars team. and stuff like that.
0: And you could only give the stars to Jeremy Renner.
1: <laughs> How do you guys know so
2: much about this? Did you pay to be a part of the Jeremy Renner fan club?
0: <laughs> no, but it was a uh,
2: Drew? Did Drew
1: do that? I, one? I think it was uh and Danny. yeah, Drew Gooden and Danny Gonzalez. They both
2: Oh, they did videos on it? Dang, yeah. I haven't seen those. Go look it up. It's like, great. I got to find those. Yeah, I love both of them.
0: And then let them know in the comment section that we sent you. Rotten Gems.
2: <laughs> Rotten Gems sent you to Danny Gonzalez, Drew Gooden, and although he didn't mention it, also Curtis Conner. That's so funny. I didn't know that. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so refocusing, <laughs> um, jumping into the losers. Let's start with that opening scene with the, the, card, the cards there. Now, I, I, I did want to talk about something here, but I'm very curious if you guys had the same thought. Did you guys have any thoughts on this opening scene?
1: Well, what what I wanted to say before was that how it absolutely opens. The first thing you hear is Chris Evans and he's acting, you know, all serious. But like what Kina was saying, it, it was like almost a nod to the Captain America uh, casting because it opens on the like a star from the American flag.
0: It, it had to be like they had to know that he was cast and it was going to be huge. And they had to jump
1: on that because I can't think of another time in that movie where they actually show like an American flag anywhere.
2: I, I totally thought about that too. Now I don't know like how the time frame of movie works because this came out in 2010, Captain America came out in 2011, but did he film this one first uh, was Captain America first? Because that seems like more of a bigger budget movie. This had to did, be first. Ca- Captain,
0: he's too ripped in Captain America. Yeah, he's, he's he's like before.
2: I mean, Way he was bigger. pretty buff in this. Am I ro- am I wrong? Well, no, I, I mean, have ripped. Yeah, trust me, me.
0: trust <laughs> Rogers ripped. <laughs> I have studied that
2: body. Listen, he is more ripped than I would ever hope to be. <laughs> uh, he definitely was my favorite character in this movie for sure. Um, that, that is a thing I noticed, but I, uh, that wasn't actually what I wanted to talk about. Now, I don't know about you guys. Well, actually, I do know because we've all played, we've played games together for years. Um, uh, but I don't know about you guys, but the opening scene of this movie where they're all playing cards and it showed like their name and their job role, it instantly reminded me of Borderlands. <laughs>
1: What yeah, that's probably a pretty yeah, yeah pretty <laughs> like good. it
2: showed it showed their name like they like do they, they do something funny and it showed their name and their title and like what they did exactly like Borderlands did, and then I'm like I'm like is this Borderlands? So then I looked at Borderlands and Borderlands came out you know, the first one came out in 2009, so they very well could have taken <laughs> the information from Borderlands. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then further is. Uh, Borderlands is known for using music by the band The Heavy. Uh, and then in like the scene where they first show up in Bolivia, guess what song plays? A song by The Heavy. The theme song for Borderlands 1 was...
1: Cage the Elephant.
2: Exactly, Cage the Elephant. And there wasn't uh the Heavy song that I know of. The theme song for Borderlands 2 and 3 were both the Heavy songs. So this is where it gets tricky because... Did they copy each other? Or was this like a sheer coincidence?
1: It's the same guy. <laughs> it, it, it might be. I don't know. He just uses a pseudonym. <laughs> just one guy. Makes like one,
2: really. one guy is really, really big on the Heavy. And I've seen the Heavy live, and it was an absolutely amazing show. I don't know if I would be as big of a fan of them as I am without playing Borderlands
0: the guy in charge of the soundtrack was the same person for both movies. And he got sent both projects at the same time. And he, he actually worked out two different soundtracks, but then the uh, file got corrupted and he was just like, "Ah, I'll just use (laughs) the same one here. Why not? Copy it.
1: (laughs) Rename the losers. (laughs) Send.
2: (laughs) It must be right.
1: Um, Yeah. I wanted to go to the part when they, uh, They're on their first mission after they play that card game. They find all those kids, and they notice that they're going to get blown up because Max is a douche. And when they go down to rescue uh, Roke, when he's saving all the kids, one of the lines he says is, All right, who's your puppy?" I thought that was a very <laughs> weird thing to say to a bunch of random kids. Okay. So
2: hold on. I feel like this seat is only weird because of where we are, are are at as a society in 2020. Like I feel like it wasn't as weird at the time, but
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Can you, can you elaborate? <laughs> I don't know how often you would hear a grown man. <laughs> it's a whole okay. bunch of kids.
2: Okay, uh, I'll try to elaborate this as, as, as uh, interestingly as I can. I saw a meme the other day, and it was like, due to porn and the media and everything these days, like I, I'm going to cringe when I hear my, my children call me daddy. I'm going to have to have them call me bruh or something. <laughs> hey, bruh, like, where are we going to the store or something? And I feel like Poppy is right up there. I don't know. I, I think I it was know, the man.
0: same thing back then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, listen, Marcus. listen.
0: If I was walking down the street and somebody just randomly called me Poppy, I'd be pretty upset now and back in 2010.
2: Now, now that's fair, now, but I do want to point out, Keenan, you and me, we are entirely white. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Marcus. <laughs> marcus is uh is not marcus is half hispanic right so if marcus says it's weird it's weird we we don't have any objection to that
1: well yeah i don't i mean i don't remember <laughs> my family ever using the, the term poppy so i, I don't <laughs> i guess i don't have a lot of experience with that but
2: but but also i'm glad that you don't because if you did that would be weird <laughs> Uh, Now, you did mention Max and how he was a a douche. Max himself, throughout the movie, um, you can see him at different points. Sometimes he's wearing a white glove. Sometimes he's wearing a black glove. Always on his left hand, and it just depends on the scene. Um, And this is actually a reference to the comics because in the comics, Max is actually two people. They were twins. But in the film, they they just went with – he had a scar on his hand.
1: I was gonna and say, uh, you see his hand in one of the scenes, and it's like all scarred right up. And... Yeah.
2: So they they definitely ditched a lot of the the comic piece there, and I'm curious where this would have gone if it went to a second movie. But uh, I thought that was interesting, like uh, like a subtle nod to the comic and saying like we, we respect your source material, but we're changing it. I don't know.
1: Um, uh, before we leave this scene uh one thing i wanted to bring up too was that when they're driving off in that bus after the explosion or during the explosion did any of you guys notice how bad that explosion looked like how dated it was i didn't notice that no
2: (laughs) no i did i didn't at all like i remember Again, Jensen was my favorite character in the whole movie, so I'm like anytime he has screen time like i'm I'm all for it when they're like, "How big's the blast radius?" and he showed his little tablet thing, and he's like, "Oh, this big, I'm like, oh, they gotta get out of there and i'm like I'm like, good on Jensen for showing them like the amount of blast radius and I did not pay attention to how gross the yeah it,
1: it definitely looked like it was just like like a filter. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait, wait, you mean to tell me a filter? We could have been doing this the whole time.
1: We're going to make the losers too right after we finish the one, two.
2: I mean, someone's got to.
1: So
0: I probably didn't notice the explosions because I feel like I was really focused on how much the bus was like jumping and flipping like left and right. And none of those kids were like flung through that bus. There's no seatbelts on
1: a bus those kids would be bashing against doors and windows maybe maybe they were just all packed in there so tight <laughs> sardine
0: can style
1: <laughs> yeah. also
2: also like when it when the bus like finally stopped moving all the kids were laughing and i'm like okay some of them would laugh but other ones would other ones would be terrified
0: <laughs> i've never been in shock so i can't say how i would <laughs> react but maybe they were just in shock
2: they're like, yeah, we almost died, but it's hilarious.
0: We right? all have multiple <laughs> fractures.
1: This is hilarious. They, it was basically just the uh, Indiana Jones ride. They were happy. <laughs>
2: okay, yeah. So then they load all the kids up into the helicopter, right? And then the helicopter blows up, and that's really like what gets them going is the motivation behind these these twenty five kids being killed. One problem I had was like they then after this helicopter blows up they cut to Pooch's wife being like where is there going to be a service like th- and a news report saying that 25 Bolivian kids had died in this explosion so somehow whoever was in charge of this Managed to identify 25 different Bolivian kids, but obviously they couldn't identify these five or six mercenaries who died, right? I don't understand how they were all presumed dead when they had a specific amount of Bolivian children who died.
0: Their dog tags were there in one neat little ball.
2: I guess, but the kid, right, like, you know how you, know, you, know, you wear your dog tags all together.
0: I don't know, boys, this is the end. Get your necks close together.
2: <laughs> that's fair. And then later, Zoe down. was like, oh, yeah, I counted the teeth. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But again, the news reported 25 dead Bolivian children. And I don't know that they would do that just based on the number of teeth and how they would identify that they're children, right? Like you can't you can't account for children that have lost some of their teeth. I'm not much of a golf player, but this is a plot hole in one.
1: I uh, I, I noted that too about what she said about the teeth and stuff, and I remember thinking back at that scene with the helicopter, and I was like that. How do you know there were no bodies at all in that wreckage? Like They got got decimated. (laughs) It was all metal helicopter parts.
2: Of course. And I know know that when they saw the helicopter blow up in the air and they were all like, oh, no. And then they went to the wreckage and they found the teddy bear. The teddy bear was like, oh, wow, these (laughs) kids really died. The only thing
1: that survived.
2: Right. And I know that as I... And correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I'm pretty sure that there's some law that you can't show a kid being in pain in movies in in the U.S. I'm not sure if that's true. I feel like I read that somewhere. Like, they can't show a kid, like, being in, like, fatal pain or something. Like, like... Think about any movie where a kid dies. Like, like they, 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 they cut the camera. And I don't know if that's because of a law or if that's, that's just a director.
1: What choice. about, um, what is it? Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows
0: Part Two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that.
2: <laughs> wait, wait. Was Cedric Diggory a kid in episode? And I say episode four, like in Star Wars, in movie four, God of Fire. They showed his I mean, dead body, didn't they?
0: Technically, because that's year four, so he would be 14. 14 to 18, I guess.
2: Now, was that a British movie? I don't know what the laws are, but I know for American movies, I'm pretty sure they can't show a kid in in fatal pain. Please let us know, listener, if you have more information on this law or if we're just full of shit here. Yeah, so like they didn't show any of the kids being dismembered, which I'm glad like, and they did it tastefully for sure. But the way that they did it made it seem like they only counted the number of teeth. And again, I, I'm, I'm torn here because how are you able, like I lost my first tooth at five years old. So at six years old, I would have an adult tooth. So how are you able to determine that that is a child's tooth? I don't know.
0: If you, if you cut a tooth open, it has rings. It's like a tree. <laughs>
2: Keenan, you know all about tooth problems and seeing a dentist, right?
0: Ah, uh, no, I've never been. <laughs>
2: for those of you at home that don't know Keenan personally, Keenan for years had a drill bit stuck in his tooth, and he just went on with his everyday life.
0: I mean, it's still there.
2: So when I say superheroes exist, it's true, and they are Keenan. All
0: right, so let's move forward a little bit to Bolivia. Uh, I want to talk about this, I guess we can call it a fight scene. I'm not sure if we should call it a fight (laughs) scene or a sex scene. Uh, (laughs) Either way, I'm into it 100%. I'm
2: pretty sure this is what sex is. You know, I'm a virgin myself, in all (laughs) honesty. Uh, Totally never had sex, never will, never plan on it. I'm pretty sure this is what sex is, right? You guys have kids. Is this how you did it?
1: So, before you have sex, the very first thing you want to do first of all, stretch. (laughs) Stretch. Very important. Don't want to pull (laughs) a hammy. Yeah, of course. (laughs) But then you take a full on swing at the person. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that that was ridiculous, right? His full on like right hook across. <laughs> like did you ever think that would connect? Can you name one movie where someone punched like that and it landed successfully?
1: <laughs> the fight would have been over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like like even Rocky or any of the 6 Rocky movies, not including Rocky Balboa, where punching is a thing that happens often. I've never seen a punch like that.
0: <laughs> if you're not trying to kill your partner, you're not doing it
1: right. I just want to jump in here and say Rocky Balboa was the sixth Rocky movie. Okay.
2: I, I was considering Creed as more because Creed was
1: amazing. Well, then are you not including Creed 2?
2: Creed 2 was amazing. I can't wait for Creed 3 because Michael B. Jordan is amazing.
1: Michael
0: B. amazing. <laughs>
2: That's why he put his name with B, not because he didn't want to be not confused with Michael Jordan, but because he'd be amazing. Holy shit, we cracked the code.
0: He set up all of our uh, puns.
2: Michael, be setting up puns. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the, the fight scene, continue, please.
0: Uh, yeah, so that fight scene starts with her pretty much like the whole thing is she wants to offer him a way out of this. And how she does that is by attempting to murder him sexually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, to be honest, I'm I don't know about you guys, but I would gladly be sexually murdered by Zoe Seldon any day.
0: Oh, I thought you were gonna say Jeffrey Dean Morgan.
2: <laughs> also also true. Also true. <laughs> but like what's what's hilarious is she's like i have a proposition for you clay and then instantly reaches into her pants to where her gun is and cocks it what business proposition do you have that involves cocking a gun murder (laughs) that's a good point i I didn't consider that
0: and all of this is done before like the twist that like the, the guy at the beginning was like her dad
2: fadil fadil yes
0: like, she doesn't know anything. Why is she being so aggressive in this moment? Does he have a history of violence?
2: Right. I Like, I get, well, I mean, a, technically, in the graveyard where he's talking about all these people who wronged him that were his ex-lovers, particularly the one that bombed his car, uh, he does have a history, but she doesn't know it at this point. But I'm just curious, like, she's, she's literally like i have a business proposition for you and cocks her gun like for her to be at that point what kind of business has she done before
0: and what is I jeffrey would... d morgan thinking in this moment when she's just like i have a business proposition ah shit it's a hooker i should have known <laughs> came up to me in the bar and was just like hey let's go back to your place oh. that's
1: 100 prostitute talk i'm pretty sure that's what he thought at the <laughs> beginning at the bar
2: Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm sitting at a bar just eating a steak and someone comes up to me and is hitting on me. I'm like, first off, where's the hidden cameras? Second of all, what do you want? Is this guy just such a ladies' man that he's like, oh yeah, this is a normal thing that happens.
0: Yeah, I would love Morgan. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like, that whole scene was so weird to me. But in 2010, when I first saw this, I was like, yeah, he's cool. Hell, yeah. I want to be just like him. But again, we've talked about growth in this podcast. Now, we're not the same people we were in 2010 or years prior. Uh, again, though, I love this movie then. I love this movie now. It's it's different, though.
1: <laughs> but you still want to be just like him. Oh,
2: absolutely. Wouldn't you? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, being the guy that's crying at the bar eating uh, peanuts, it's not a good look. Now or in 2010.
2: Being a guy that can grow facial hair, oh yeah, it's a great look. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so I wanted to talk about uh, the bad guy, Max. Um, honestly, I kind of thought he was a pretty lame bad guy. I mean, I know he was like crazy and all and he would kill people in matters of seconds you know of meeting them true (laughs) but he wasn't really intimidating at all what did you guys think
2: i mean personally like max doesn't look like some guy who would beat me in a fight he's more of a mastermind i actually have the same exact thing like he wasn't a very intimidating bad guy But one thing I want to bring up and that we see in a lot of action movies is that these days is like this boss slash henchman mentality. Like Max killed people for literally no reason. Like that scene where they're walking on the beach and he's talking with Wade and he kills that woman. He shoots her in the face because the wind blew, and there was half a second where the umbrella wasn't covering him.
0: Now there's gonna be sun in his face the entire time. Dumb fucking move. (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah like you're you're sacrificing half a second for the rest of the time that you're here but also i've always had a problem with this it's like bosses that kill henchmen for no reason at all obviously like people talk right like if i was gonna be a henchman joining a mob boss or whatever he is i would be like all right have people died for ridiculous reasons and they have, especially with Max. He just kills people because uh, like, I would not want to be a henchman of Max, regardless of how much it paid.
0: Well, if you look at the job ab- application for becoming a henchman, I think what really hooked in most of these people is the fact that, yes, he's a terrorist, but he is an environmentally friendly terrorist. The snook, <laughs> when that goes off, it leaves no mess behind. You don't have That's any very nuclear waste to clean up. This is the future of terrorism. Get with the times.
2: That's true. Even he was terrorists. Ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah, even terrorists are environmentally conscious. And this was in 2010. Imagine what terrorists are doing these days, to be honest.
1: <laughs> no footprints at all.
2: <laughs> uh, but but really though, like can we talk about Wade as a henchman too? Wait, it has to be the most loyal henchman I've ever seen.
1: Just casually <laughs> agrees to uh, <laughs> killing his, what, brother-in-law, I think? Yeah.
2: He's like, get me an 18-man team. And then, like, the next day, he's like, oh, yeah, kill them. He's like, okay, I will. Even my own brother-in-law. Like, first of all, how much are you paying this guy? And second of all, like, can I ha- hire this guy as a henchman? Literally, the most loyal Henchman I've ever seen in any movie. Can you can you guys think of any people better than that? Uh, <laughs> Harley Quinn. That that's, that's true. Your I didn't think of her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was she was a good henchman.
1: Uh, Is she a henchman though? Technically, she's like a sidekick.
2: Now, I guess it depends on which movie we're referring to. Because if we're referring to Suicide Squads, she was a henchman. But if she we're referring to Birds of Prey, she was her own boss i guess
1: well even even with like in suicide squad was she really a henchman or was she like a sidekick she was like the main guy or gal <laughs> that's and true if we're
0: gonna put this in dc terms she would have been the robin to the joker's batman
2: oh it's, point. A, it's Exc- a stretch
0: but Exc- <laughs> i think we got her.
2: except she wasn't beaten to death with the crowbar too Yet. soon also max's villain was interesting um 2010 you know we're still in in super villain tropes and whatnot one thing that's funny is like well actually not funny first of all is that max was like really racist (laughs) like mocking the indian accents the whole time like it's one thing to be a villain it's another thing to be a racist villain i'm like okay we get it you suck we like You didn't need to further this by doing a poor Indian accent.
0: Yeah, I wrote that too. And I was just like, the first time I was kind of like, okay, they're just establishing that this guy is a douche and needs to die. Then he does it like three more times through the movie. And I was just like, okay, this is way too much. Like this guy (laughs) needs to go. Fuckers got to go.
2: He does it so (laughs) much. I'm like, oh, okay. That was the one time. No, nope. There's a second and a third time. All right. But also uh, what's funny is like when, okay, so he meets up with the people from Dubai first and he like has the one guy killed accidentally on purpose, whatever you want to call it. Um, Later on, the, the guys like, oh yeah, we have a different opinion from our late colleague. Those are the people that he's dealing with. And they're like, oh yeah, here, here's your four bombs that you want and a Ducati and the guys like the ordinance is live and this is the trigger. And then he immediately pushes it and granted there was a 10 second timer before it blew up, but there was no, no mention of this 10 second timer. So you're just going to push it in hopes that you don't blow up. I don't know. I thought that was absolutely wild. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's pretty ballsy of him, because I I didn't catch that. I thought you were going to say, why why didn't it blow up? And I was like, well, he stopped it. But you're right. He had no idea that (laughs) that if he pressed that button, that it was going to give him a head start. Yeah.
2: The guy's just like, yeah, here's the trigger. And the first thing he did was like, all right, let's see how this works and pushes it while he's (laughs) He's standing next to four nukes.
1: End of the movie. (laughs)
2: And one thing they didn't, they never made clear, like they gave him one trigger, but he asked for four nukes. Does it blow up all four of them? Does he have to place all four of them? And again, this goes back to henchman mentality. Like you've seen this guy murder your best friend by throwing him off the roof. Like he's not a reasonable henchman. He's not nice in any regard. And so he's like, Hey, arm arm these bombs or I'll I'll kill you. I'll shoot you in the head. Like, if I'm a henchman or, like, a person making bombs, I would think he's already going to do that.
1: Yeah, but they probably already think. It's like, okay, well, they could just find me and kill me wherever I'm at anyway, so I might as well make the bomb.
0: Right? The The odds odds are are. (laughs) are I can probably get away if I follow through better than him just shooting me.
1: But I think his downfall was that uh, he that Indian guy got so ballsy after and started to demand more money.
2: Yeah, he was like a different person later on, (laughs) right?
1: Do you not remember what just happened a week ago? (laughs) Also, how long does it take to make a
0: bomb like that just a week? I feel like it would be more in depth than that.
2: Yeah, seriously, he's like, yeah, get us the bomb, and then like two scenes later, he's like, yeah, here's the bombs. I'm like, Jesus,
0: it's the uh, drive-through at McDonald's of bomb making.
2: Bomb making machine <laughs> su- broke. Sorry, I'm
0: surprised they uh, they didn't miss a piece of it. O- his order.
1: Oh, you asked for three. Hang on, I gotta go grab that from the back. <laughs> I'm sorry, we can't get you that ice cream. The machine's down.
2: <laughs> um. Now I don't know about you guys, but like, still watching this now ten years after I watched it, my favorite scene of all time still has to be Jensen infiltrating the Goliath building.
1: Yeah, I, I wrote that too. <laughs> that is definitely my favorite scene.
2: What's funny is like, so he changes on the elevator. He's like wearing like a delivery outfit or whatever. So he goes in. He signs the clipboard. Like, oh yeah, I'm here to deliver this. Goes in the elevator, and he gets his own elevator by just being completely obnoxious and like singing Journey. And part of me wonders how much of the awkward moments in my life could have been avoided if I just sang Journey.
1: (laughs) The top of your lungs. That's
0: actually going to work the opposite you want it to because everybody loves Journey and they'll just start singing along with you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is I wrote that down because I'm like... With this work today, because I don't know about you guys, but like, have you ever been anywhere and you started seeing Journey? No matter who is there, whether it's someone you know or not, they just sing with you.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's true. Don't stop Believe,
2: Believe it. It. <laughs> you you, uh, you you played yourself. congratulations.
1: Um, but yeah I, I agree that's the best scene and you know what's funny is another nod to Captain America. I mean obviously this was not planned but he when he's waiting for the elevator and that's when he does that finger gun thing uh, it reminds me of one of the cooler scenes in Winter Soldier. When he's hiding all those guys in the elevator.
2: Not only that, he tells the guards to scare them that he's the subject of a secret government experiment. And is that not exactly what he is, Captain America?
0: (laughs) They were just trying to cut Captain America off wherever they could. But you can't stop Captain America.
2: I feel like they're like, we need to show in every instance that we had this idea first. We know he's doing Captain America. He's contractually obligated. But let's get in here first and leave our timestamp.
0: So this leads into another scene where they uh, are trying to capture Max. They're told Max is in the truck. So they have the uh, elaborate heist. But it really brought up a question in my mind. What do you guys think the explosion budget was in this movie? And do you think the creators of the Fast and Furious movies watched this and were like, oh, "We've been doing it wrong the entire time. We have to add more explosions."
1: <laughs> well, you know what? It, uh, that reminds me too. In like, I, I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but when they're trying to uh, uh, stop Rook and and <laughs> Wade and Cougar, oh yeah! <laughs> shoots, I think it's shoots Wade in his on his motorcycle, causing him to fly up into the <laughs> plane, and then the plane explodes, and he kills both of them just with one bullet.
2: Now, yeah, that scene was ridiculous, but that was a scene from the comics, so they did adapt it from that. Again, it was ridiculous, but them stealing from the source material like i feel like it's not as bad
0: well since we're on that scene though what i want to bring up because it bugged me when he said it they're in the plane and he's talking to the pilot and he goes run them over they're in a plane you can you (laughs) run somebody over in a plane just duck down you're you're good
2: but also (laughs) the pilot was like what really like As if this was the craziest thing he was asked to do all day.
0: I didn't know we were terrorists. I am out, sir.
2: (laughs) Like, you have one eye at this point, and you're holding a knife to my throat. I wasn't going to do this before, but now I will. Uh, But no, going back to what you said, Keenan, about the explosion budget, which I thought was funny is in the previous scene, when um, it's Clay and Roke in the yellow pinto, and Roke shoots the tracking device or what have you onto the side of the hummer When that blows up, that hummer goes like I don't know 25 feet in the air and it was from the side of the hummer. So I'm like, wouldn't that blow sideways like also what could be what could be loaded into this thing that's the size of a pen that causes this sort of explosion?
1: Also in that scene, uh, uh, Clay shoots, like, a a smoke uh, grenade out of, like, a grenade launcher thing. And just, like, in the middle of traffic, (laughs) nobody (laughs) says anything. Yeah, (laughs) Nobody tries to get out of their car or, like, confront them. They're just like, okay.
2: Yeah, and what's, what's even funnier is all of the, like, Wade, Wade was there and he told all the guys, he's like, look out, look out for, like, whoever's doing this. And they're all standing guard and they're like, yeah, let's get out of this car and shoot a smoke bomb in. And no one sees them, not even the guards on guard at that point.
0: And Wade, he's just like, everybody masks on and proceeds to not put a mask on.
1: <laughs> and then somehow he sees... Uh, pooch like from hundred yards away yeah,
2: right <laughs> like through binoculars or, and, or what and, like
1: the angle that they were at i got to imagine that helicopter was pretty like almost right on top of them so to see past the actual helicopter into the window it's pretty amazing
2: but also, why is your first thought, ah, I need to see that person flying it? I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I need
0: to ID who is flying that chopper, right. not stop the acting process.
2: But that does bring up a good point, um, because after Pooch, who's flying the helicopter, and Aisha, who is in the helicopter, kind of guiding him, after they hook the armored car, they're flying away, and um push is you know distracted because Aisha's like telling him how to fly and she keeps warning him that he's about to hit a donut a billboard my question for you guys is would you eat that billboard for breakfast or dessert
0: <laughs> you son of a bitch you know the right answer to this you know that's a breakfast item
1: <laughs> um i don't know man that's, that'd be a pretty nice dessert you know after you eat your nice Savory dinner. <laughs> Gotta cancel it out. The nice sweet donut.
2: Like, I'm gonna be honest. When I saw that donut scene, I laughed out loud to myself. Not because the scene was particularly funny, but because I was just picturing this exchange in my head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. All I thought of when, and not even when I was watching the movie, but when you were bringing it up, I was, I thought you were gonna ask if it was like taking place in the simpsons world springfield true because they have that i thought
0: you were bringing up like a product placement gotta pay (laughs) for the movie somehow let me go ahead and start this heist but before i do i need to have a sip of this ice cold pepsi ah that hits the spot let's go
2: do you remember when the simpsons used to promote pepsi pepperidge farm remembers Wait, that's
0: family. Uh, <laughs> boo. Boo. <laughs> cut boo that works. if you want. Let's cut that. <laughs> but so everything ends with uh, Max and Clay climbing a crane. And Max is just like, you're not going to shoot me. This is a, a, a trigger explosive. If I remove my finger, bomb goes off. And then he shoots him. Which was ballsy in the first place, but good for you. But pretty badass, if you ask me. <laughs> but then Max, like he's just like, you know what sucks about being a hero? Making choices like this. And then Chucks the trigger off the side. I had a problem. Why did Clay just shoot him in the face as he jumped off? Like <laughs> Yeah. There's no added time to you just going like pop, pop. I win and I'm gonna go stop the bomb. <laughs>
1: well, And, and, you know, that kind of leads perfectly to what I wanted to say was that I completely forgot that Max lives, (laughs) survives the movie. He had to for a sequel. Yeah, they were obviously going to, you know, planning on a second one. But, yeah, you know, (laughs) they never had it. And so it's like, okay, well, the bad guy just lives. So, yeah, after the movie and, you know, after... Max gets his watch stolen and <laughs> rides off into the sunset. Um, They, they show like a, I think it's a mid credit scene where it's almost like they're on another mission. Oh yeah. They're trying to make it seem like they're on a mission and it's like pooch trying to sneak into the hospital because his wife is in labor and he walks in and she's like, where the hell have you been? He's just casually like traffic (laughs) and she, she, you know, she just goes with it. But in real life, you got to imagine she'd be like, um, you've been gone for months. I thought you were dead and you're going to come in here when I'm giving birth to a baby and just say traffic. Get out.
2: (laughs) But also like, okay. And this is where I, I'll need you guys to back me up. But his wife, sitting on the hospital bed, about to give birth, she looked great, right? <laughs> like not sweating, not crying, not like upset. She was happy to see him. In every instance I've seen slash heard of of actual live human birth, uh, like. The woman is like, get away from me! I don't want to see you. And is like, this is like, what they what they describe as their worst looking day in history. Like, I feel like she had time to do her makeup that day.
0: I won't speak for Marcus here. I'll let him go ahead and speak on uh, his own behalf. But uh, the day my wife gave birth uh, was, she looked beautiful and the kindest she's ever been in her entire life.
2: Aw, oh, you're safe, Keenan. You you can sleep in the bed tonight.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, the exact same answer.
2: Aw. <laughs> uh, you guys are just so sweet. I'm sure your wife's looked great. I met both of them. They're both lovely people. All right, guys. I feel like we've talked about this movie from start to finish. And honestly, I already just want to watch it again. Like, I love this movie. I don't know why critics hated it. Um it was great then it's still great now i'm with you guys like i don't think i like it as much but i my brain 10 years ago wasn't advanced as it is now um, but with that i think it's time to go into our next segment of the show which is a little thing we like to call bedwed behead so what do you guys got here let's let's make this a little difficult yeah
0: no. <laughs> no, okay. us make this easy.
2: Sure, yeah, would either do way. That?
0: We've done that every week.
2: Have Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Every week we made this very easy, right? For sure. No. <laughs> Keenan, who you got? Who's your pick?
0: Uh, I'm going to go with Cougar.
1: Cougar,
2: okay, okay. So you just want to pick the Instamary. Got it. Okay, for sure. Marcus, who you got?
1: Well, I don't know. I'm going to make it a little tougher now. Because now I'll pick Jensen.
2: <sighs> so we're just going three people from the team? I got to go Pooch then.
1: Alright, see? So now there is no good or easy decision. So we've got oh, Cougar, cool.
2: Jensen, and Pooch. Who we got? Who you guys got?
1: Uh, Hang on, we're going to have
2: will... to cut here
0: because it's going to take like 45 minutes <laughs> for me to decide.
2: Obviously, um, we have to marry Jensen. Like, He's the perfect blend of comic relief. And you can see the way he's just passionate in this game that he cares about. Like, this is his niece. Imagine how he would be with his own child, you know? So, I'm going to go marry Jensen, right? Um, Cougar, he basically landed every shot he's ever made, you know? So... (laughs) Does that include...
0: Oh, he's going to land that shot.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Wherever he wants.
1: I knew exactly where he was.
2: <laughs> And I'm going to let him decide where that <laughs> shot goes. So we have to bed uh, Cougar. Now, I don't want to kill Pooch, but I feel like I have to because he almost missed his child's birth and everything else going on in Pooch's life. If it was more important than his child's birth, I could be giving that child one day. I mean, anatomically, I could not, but theoretically, I could.
1: <laughs> We've gone over this. <laughs>
2: so I feel like Mary Jensen, bed uh, Cougar, kill Pooch.
1: Um, yeah, I, you know what? I, I think I'm going to completely agree. Uh, I, I also want to point out with Pooch is that. When they were deciding to go back to, uh, you know, kill Max, even without Aisha, um, they gave Pooch an out, and he could have just gone home <laughs> with and to see his child, and he kind of put that second, so I think that's another strike against him.
2: Yeah, totally. Which, in terms of the story narrative, makes sense. And you're like, oh, yeah, good guy Pooch. But in terms of like a life partner, not great. <laughs> what do you got, Keenan?
0: Well, I was going to disagree, but you guys swayed me on that. Uh, I, I, I was kind of a coin toss between uh, Pooch and Jensen there for a second. But... Whoa. You guys convinced me with the scene where he had an out. He could have gone.
2: Hold on. Hold on a second. So when you say Pooch and Jensen, were, were you trying to decide who to kill? Yeah. So does that mean that you chose initially to marry Cougar?
0: No. I was going to bang the crap out of Cougar.
2: <laughs> That's true. <yeah. laughs> oh, okay.
1: So you Good were going to marry Pooch or Jensen. Yeah,
0: and what it was really coming down to with Jensen is uh, I want to be the funny one in the relationship. You get out of here.
2: So when are you going to start being funny? Ooh. Ooh, just kidding. That We're back so mean. To not
0: being buds. I,
2: I, felt, I felt bad <laughs> saying that, to be honest. Like, I'm going to think about this tomorrow.
0: <laughs> I'll be thinking about it, too.
2: Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so it sounds like we're actually all in agreement here, which is interesting. Um, that happens sometimes, I guess.
1: It's rare, but but not the first time.
2: That's true. Uh, it does bring us to our next game, though, where we like to call six degrees of who. So I have, uh, I will pull up right now randomlist.com/slash/random celebrities. Uh, Okay, I have my random celebrity. Does one of you want to pick the person from the movie here that we're going to start at?
1: Uh, Max. Jason Patrick? Yeah. So, but I do, I know of one movie that he's in. So I'll start with him.
2: Okay, okay. That works. And if you can name the movie to get us
1: somewhere. And he is in...
2: Okay, hold on, before I tell you oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Where well, we're going I guess if you know one movie You have to go there <laughs> But our uh, Random list celebrity uh, Number one Is Martin Sheen Alright, what's your one movie? Because I have no idea
1: <laughs> He was in Speed 2 Cruise Control With Sandra there was a... Bullock
2: Sandra Bullock, okay, first of all There was a speed, too.
1: It was on a boat.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Second of all, Sandra Bullock reprised her role. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Uh, Let's go Sandy Bullock in gravity with George Clooney for five seconds.
2: Ooh, okay. All right. All right. I see you. I see you. (laughs) Okay. George Clooney. Um, That's a good one. Okay. Okay. Oh, I I already see a way out of this. Okay. George Clooney, I believe, was in the expendables with Sylvester Stallone. Am I right in that?
1: I don't think so.
2: Am I wrong? All right. Hold on.
1: That seems way above George (laughs) or way below George Clooney's. uh... Maybe reputation
2: okay hold on if i'm wrong i will tell you why i'm wrong let's see i'm gonna look at the you thinking
0: of batman batman and robin
2: no <laughs> you're, gonna you're gonna laugh you're gonna laugh when i tell you what i'm thinking of okay hold on i'm searching right now the expendable okay let me i was thinking spy kids <laughs> <laughs> all right let me back up so who did you say george clooney
0: I oh, don't know. Don't back up. We're leaving that in. People are like, you no, you can use Expendables with Spy Kids.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. I feel sorry for whoever asked to edit this. Okay. Um, apparently, I have mixed up George Clooney <laughs> and the Expendables with Spy Kids. <laughs> which are, you know... To be same. fair, the
0: budget was probably around the same. <laughs>
2: Okay, I don't I don't know who to go to from. Okay, let's back up a little bit. So we said
1: (laughs) 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 just think of a George Clooney movie and go from there.
2: George Clooney was (laughs) was in Oceans Twelve with Brad Pitt. Let's go. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is awful.
1: All right, Brad Pitt. Uh, He was in seven mm-hmm. with, Ew. I'll say, Morgan Freeman.
2: Which, by the way, can I ask you guys, what's in the fucking box?
1: <laughs> what's in the box?
0: Huh. Spoiler alert. Do we need to do this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not if we don't say what's in the box.
0: All right, Morgan Freeman. I know one movie I'm trying to get this to, but let's go with Morgan Freeman was in Wanted with Angelina Jolie.
2: She was in probably, I'm going to say, one of her greatest movies of all time, which was Kung Fu Panda (laughs) with Jack Black. Jack Black.
1: (laughs) Deeds. Riga Dudes. (laughs) Do it. Jack Black, Jumanji. The new one, right? Enter the Jungle. Yeah. With Dwayne, the main drain, Vane Johnson.
2: Mm, Okay. All right.
0: Dwayne Johnson was in the greatest piece of cinema of our lifetimes. Hobbs and Shaw, uh,
1: Jason <laughs> Statham. You, <sighs> we had it, we had it so close.
2: I know we were right there. We're back to freaking. Was it Adrien Zalba? This movie too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Um, let's see. Like, there's one movie I know way out of Martin Shaw for sure, or Martin Sheen. <laughs> Martin Shaw. <laughs> That's why <laughs> we're not
0: finished and You're going a long guy.
2: Do you see what you've done to me with Hobbs and Shaw? All right, all right, all right. Okay, uh, Jason Statham. Shit, there's so many Jason Statham movies. All right, we're gonna go. All right, since we've already sort of mentioned the Expendables, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it a step further and go. Jason Statham was in The Expendables two. Right? You ready for this? Um. With Bruce, Bruce Willis. Bruce? Willis. No, that
0: was that was Spy Kids again, man.
2: Bruce <laughs> Willis was not in Spy Kids. <laughs> I went to Sylvester Stallone.
1: All right. I don't know if you guys are gonna get where I'm going with this. Uh, Bruce Willis was in. I think it was Die Hard three.
2: Oh. Uh, Live for your your Die Hard?
1: No, no, no. That uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance.
2: Wasn't that the second one?
1: No, Die Hard 2 was just the second one.
2: Die Hard, wasn't it Die Harder or something?
1: That was Die Hardest.
2: I don't know. First of all, Die Hard, naming convention. Get better. Anyways, continue, Marcus. Uh,
1: With Samuel L. Jackson. Gotcha. I see where you're going.
0: Uh, Samuel Jackson was in The Other Guys with Mark Wahlberg.
2: And uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Shoot. Um,
1: I think Brett's going to throw the wrench in here.
2: I might. Like on accident, you know, unless this is – okay, hold on. Mark Wahlberg has been in so much. Oh, okay. No, this is actually the second movie I'm thinking about. I completely like just remembered the second movie. Okay, Mark Wahlberg was in The Departed with Martin Sheen.
0: <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me. But
2: we're we we're did. so bad at this.
0: <laughs> Thirteen connections. Thirteen. All right. If That's you a need good proof word. that we don't have one collective brain, this game is it.
2: <laughs> That's a. 13 is a good round number, even though it's odd to end on. Super lucky. All right, guys. Uh, 13 connections, not too bad. But I do think that is time for our next segment of the show where we read our favorite best bad reviews of the losers. What do you guys got?
1: Um, I'll go ahead and go. Uh, My review is from Kyle Smith for the New York post. And this, this one was actually reviewed in 2010. So (laughs) unlike a lot of these reviews for some reason, Uh, but he wrote the movie based on a comic book features a couple of actors who deserve better Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Idris Elba and some who deserve even worse like Chris Evans. Wow. When I saw that, I was like, what is this guy talking about? Chris Evans was the best part of this movie. Hands I down. C-
2: completely agree. And then went on to be like the best part of, <laughs> well, one of the best parts of Avengers, of, right? The,
1: full the best. Marvel s- Cinematic Universe.
2: I don't I don't know about you guys, but in Endgame, the line Avengers Assemble gave me Chills.
0: For oh, I'm pretty sure that was the key for the audience to just start crying together. I just looked around like, and I was just like, "All right, guys,
1: it's time." During when that he, scene, uh, picks up uh, Thor's hammer. That oh, still absolutely! Gives me, I got goosebumps just thinking about that scene. Where are we doing those two scenes?
2: <laughs> I, like, I'm gonna hang up this call with you later and then just go watch that immediately. But during those two scenes, I didn't know whether to cry. Or get a boner. Like, <laughs> both things happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it was a choice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, Keenan, what's your review?
0: Uh, so mine's from Owen Gleiberman of the uh, Entertainment Weekly. And he says, basically, it's the A-Team meets Rambo meets mission, mission Impossible with a mission that's one part trickiness, four parts blowing up stuff. Uh, and I, I'll agree, but that should be a fresh score. Uh, you made a mistake, typo. <laughs> yeah, where's the bad part of that review? Yeah,
2: I, I was waiting to hear what he didn't like about the movie. Or
0: <laughs> three great movies: Eighteen, Great Rambo, Great Mission Impossible, so good. Mission <laughs> Impossible has one of the greatest actors of all time in it.
2: Uh, Simon Pegg, right? I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It kind of sounds like you're saying that to Simon Pegg. No, I hate wow. uh, good point. I don't now want Simon there to Pegg's be not any awesome.
2: I don't want there to be any confusion. I hate you, Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so it's funny you mentioned the AT because my review uh, from a Tim Roby of the Daily Telegraph in the UK says The Losers is a ho-hum scraping of the comic book barrel, which feels particularly needless with both the A-Team and the Expendables on their way. So, first off, fuck you, Tim. Second of all, your complaint with the movie is that it feels like movies that are going to come out?
0: How dare this come out first?
2: How, How does that make sense? I, I don't understand how you're like, oh yeah, this movie, although it's, it's coming out first, it's going to be like these other ones coming out later, so I hate it. And again, this is another review where you can't just watch a movie and enjoy it for what it is. You have to compare it to either a sequel, a remake, or something coming out that is also a comic book movie what is wrong with these movie critics and it's making me think that it's really easy to become a movie critic and ask you guys should we change professions like (laughs) that's fair we hate movie critics but at the same time like all these movies that we are here and that we have been arguing for eight weeks in a row we could have more of an influence on food for thought guys Chew it up. I am hungry. Um, but with that, guys, that is The Losers, which again scored a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, somehow, critics, in all their glory you know, and um, self-praise and arrogance, critics believe that Michael Bay's Transformers is somehow a better movie than this, which, by the way, got an entire ten percent higher on Rotten Tomatoes at fifty-eight percent. What is wrong with critics? That wasn't that wasn't rhetorical.
0: <laughs> We're not good at rhetorical questions. Oh, okay. That's determining right. which that's, is and which isn't.
2: That's, that's that's a good point.
0: But to answer your question, uh, they're dum
2: They're they're dum and who give us gum gum? That's a, that's, a, that's a reference to a movie we'll do later.
0: We have that on the list? <laughs> yeah.
2: It's somewhere on the list for sure.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, guys. Um, before we go, I just want to leave you with an ancient um, Tibetan philosophy um, that was really important and it really opened my eyes during this movie. Um, and that goes, um, don't start none, won't be none, right? join us next time when we talk about jumanji uh not the newer one but the older one starring robin williams and jonathan hyde um until then what do we say fellas
1: um actually can you remind me i forget
2: <laughs> do, do we have anything that we consistently say here
1: i don't know yeah, you, tell yeah, you have the
0: you have the actual one right
2: Stay. Walk through
0: the heart, and you're (laughs) to blame, darling. You give movies a bad name.
2: (laughs) Why? Why are you guys this way? (sighs) All right. See you. That's right, bitches. I got a crossbow.